Hey there. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Athlete Emerging Podcast. I'm Heidi, and this is part of a new experiment. You see, I'm a personal trainer. I love moving. I'm fascinated by the body. But I've also always carried around the idea of myself as that overweight girl. Whether it's been true or not at various times, sometimes more true than others, that's kind of always been the identity that I've carried around. And I'm ready for a new adventure now. So I've hired a coach, a fantastic health coach named Brian Bolowski. I know him well because he's one of the trainers that's been working for my team for a while. And with Brian, I am starting to work through a lot of these internal issues that I've found in my head that have kept me stuck in this idea that I struggle with being overweight. And I'm working to release those and step into a more athletic form, into the body that I really want to live in. I have a bunch of dreams. I have a dream to get into fitness modeling someday and have a job doing brand ambassadorship for one of these natural supplement companies, Vega or Garden of Life or Sun Warrior. Um, You may know those companies if you're into any of the fitness supplement stuff out there yet. Um, I don't have the body right now that these companies would want to hire to represent their product. Anytime that you look at any sort of marketing for anything fitness, there is a body with a a very low body fat percentage and a lot of muscle definition and really beautiful forms. And I am a soft person (laughs) running always somewhere between 25 and 30% body fat. My body carries it well. I've been somebody that um, has been able to be happy with curves and even sometimes be an inspiration for other women to be more comfortable with their curves. So I've loved that. It's time to try out something new. And I'm bringing you along on my journey because I'm pretty sure that I am not the only one that struggles with a lot of these demons and self-imposed challenges that I've battled with over the, oh, hmm, 20 years since puberty started and all of these became prominent issues in my consciousness. Um, and I, I, I can tell already from having had one session with Brian that I'm going to be learning some really fascinating things about the way that my mind and my body are working. And I'd love to have a forum to just rap about them and maybe something that I discover will be useful to somebody else out there so we can share in this journey together. Um, I would really love to continue being an inspiration for other people while I go through this journey and its lessons and challenges. So my vision for this podcast is that, of course, we'll be tracing this journey and kind of my progress. I'd like for each episode to focus on one particular issue or one particular concept. It may be psychological, philosophical, 
physiological, or any of the areas that will come up. I know all of these areas are heavily involved in this transformation for me. I've got a big, juicy issue to start this first episode with. And that is the issue of, okay, I've been working for a lot of years to be self-loving and self-accepting in the body that I'm in. And I don't want to throw all of that self-love and self-acceptance that I've worked to cultivate out the window asking myself to transform into something else. That doesn't seem like a very loving thing to do. You know, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you say you love them unconditionally, then you're not asking them to change who they are. If you do that, that's not unconditional love. So as I'm embarking on this transformation, how can I be loving to myself while I'm asking myself to change? And this is the question that I came into session with my coach uh, asking yesterday. And he brought up a really cool distinction. Um, This distinction, he said, came from his training with Landmark. Uh, They run the Landmark Forum and a... um, They're a a big transformational organization. I don't know too much about them because I haven't done their programs, but I know Brian's a graduate of of all of their stuff. Um, And he's a wonderful communicator and a wonderful space holder for other human beings going through stuff, uh, which he credits largely to Landmark's teachings. So they seem like they have some pretty cool stuff going on there. This one nugget that he gave me from them, he said, was the, the principle of choice and specifically of chocolate vanilla choice and i'm like okay that sounds that sounds pretty good as we're diving into our health coaching we're talking about chocolate and vanilla okay but you see what he told me was uh that there's a difference between deciding and making a choice and he explained to me that the word decide has its roots in that little piece side, C-I-D-E. And he said, this is the same side that's in words like homicide, genocide, nothing good about these. These are not positive images brought to mind, right? So when you're making a decision, when you decide something, you are etymologically cutting off, killing, murdering the other option in order to choose what's right for you. No wonder it's so hard to make decisions a lot of the time. This is a violent internal process. Choice, he says, is something completely different. And this just struck me like, oh. When we make a choice, we don't have to kill off the other option or make it wrong. We just simply choose. And both options can still be perfectly valid and perfectly right and even equally wonderful. There doesn't have to be anything wrong with the other option. We just simply choose. As Brian was telling me about this principle, I was reflecting inside and looked at my own life And you may be able to relate to this, but 
I noticed that in every area of my life, virtually every time I've sought to make change, it's come from that place of decision. The way that I've made change in my life in the past is really to make myself miserable in what is so that that is just simply no longer an option so that I have to grow into something else. And sometimes it's subtle, sometimes it's more dramatic and overt, but there's always been this discomfort and this sense of struggle or not enoughness that has preempted that change. And the idea that maybe if I could clear this up in this one area, just this idea of wanting to transform my body, wanting to have a lower body fat percentage. If I could really in my bones get this concept of not making where my body is now wrong, but instead just freely, neutrally, non-judgmentally making another choice. If I could do that in this area of my life, Maybe I can do that in every area of my life, or that potential would be there at least. So the, the, the ramifications of the ripple effect of being able to just get this one concept down seemed huge for me. So we were talking, I said, I, I'm on board for this. I, I'm not quite sure how to really just make it a choice. It seems so obvious to me now that having this more athletic body type would be better because I can tell you all of the battles that I've had in my own head around being what has certainly felt like overweight. Sometimes it is actually overweight, sometimes not, but it's always felt that way. And that there's been so much discomfort around that. And I mean, we've all had the times where um, I've looked at a picture of myself and seen a much rounder shape than I expected to see and been disappointed and started to go into that pattern of beating myself up. And and if you've been there, you can certainly relate to what I'm talking about. So it just seems natural that this, this shape that's the the media is trying to sell for for lack of less conspiracy theory sounding kind of language um would be better it just seems like objective truth but i could tell from this idea of choice versus decision and about choice needing to come from a place of non-judgment that in fact What I think is the case now is that all of the work that I've done on self-love and self-acceptance the way I am now, to whatever extent I'm able to embody that, will be the extent to which I can choose freely and not need to make myself miserable in this process. So I left that first session going, okay, I'm about to embark on this transformation. I think what I need to do now is really, really get 
down with that love of my current shape of the body that I'm in right now. And I really started to think about how can I do that? And right away, a lot of the things that I appreciate about myself started to come to mind. It was kind of cool to notice just by asking the question, how can I appreciate myself more exactly as I am right now? The answers started to come up of, of things that I did appreciate. I, I appreciate my softness. Um, I appreciate having curves. Um, I appreciate... The feedback that I get from other women who have said, wow, the way that you um, got up on stage and did that pole dance. Pole dancing is a, a hobby of mine that I've been active in from time to time. And to get feedback from other women saying, wow, you look so confident and comfortable in your body up there. And it really inspired me to want to get out and just feel more comfortable in my own current shape that's been really cool and it's part of what has made me afraid of this transformation if I've been in some small way a role model to these other people and then now I'm changing am I sending the message that they're bad am I betraying them by leaving what inspired them in search of something else. I was worried about that. And this concept of choice can resolve that too. It's only a betrayal or a judgment on them if I'm coming from a place that having these curves is worse and having a leaner, more muscular body is better. So as soon as I fully, fully step out of that paradigm and really completely embrace and love the curves and say, hey, this has been great fun and I love this body and I think I want to explore something else. I think I want to explore this more muscular, leaner kind of body and see what it feels to wear that for a while. If I can really be neutral and have no judgment around it, then my own transformation can't possibly be any sort of insult or any sort of abandonment to anybody who I've shared camaraderie with in a more curvy form. So how am I going about this really embracing self-love? There's a couple big keys to it this week for me, and I'll let you know how they go in the next episode. But one that I've done already is I'm fortunate to live in LA and we have a a big, I don't know if it's not super huge, but a significant art museum called the Getty. So I took a trip the other day over to the Getty Museum. One of the words that I have always uh, identified with in terms of having a soft womanly shape is Rubenesque. So I thought, okay, maybe I can go find some Rubens and spend some time admiring other Rubenesque forms. 
that would be really helpful. If I could just go pour some of this love onto these bodies on canvas that maybe look a lot more like mine than the bodies that I'm used to seeing in the magazines or on television. So I went to the Getty and these sculptures and paintings were beautiful and they were soft and round and strong curvy women. I think the the figure that stood out the most at me was Venus and she appeared in several different pieces at the Getty. I was looking at um I think 17th and 18th century Italian work mostly, if I remember correctly. I wasn't there for scholarship, so I didn't pay too close of attention to the literature. But Venus appeared, painted by many different artists, and with different other people in different other situations. She was with Mars, she was with Adonis, um, she was on her own. And each time she had the same soft belly that, you know, made interesting shapes depending on how her body was twisted. And she had these round thighs and even her feet looked, you know, a little heavy and chunky if we compared them to like feet that we see in foot models in our culture. And it was beautiful. And here at the Getty Museum, all of these paintings are perched on top of a hill overlooking the whole L.A. basin. And it just occurred to me, like, wow, Venus has been idolized for centuries. And here she is getting to sit and overlook the valley in prime real estate. (laughs) How can this possibly be bad? to have this body. It's a glorious, beautiful body. And I saw that over and over again in every painting that I looked at. There there was never the sense for me that I'm so used to having when I look at models and actresses and athletes in our society of, oh, gosh, something's wrong with me because I weigh more than they do. And that may not even be true of the athletes once we look at that whole muscle weighs more than fat piece. But that's something for another episode. The fact was just going and really, really appreciating that softness of form really helped me start to enter into this space of neutrality and this space where I can simultaneously hold loving my body as it is now and busting ass to change it into another form, which is really cool for me. Three days ago, I didn't see how that was possible. I'm not totally there yet. Um, There's another exercise that I want to do tomorrow, and that is to write myself a love letter, or I should say write a love letter to my body my current body, and all of the shapes it's had in the past. And I think I'm even going to take it one step further and write a love letter to anybody else in my life whose bodies I may have cast judgment around. Anybody who I may have 
wished that they were living a healthier lifestyle and been concerned for them. And certainly when my clients ask me for help with change, that's one thing. But it's another thing when, have you ever had the experience where there maybe there's a family member or a friend who has put on some weight and you feel concerned for them and maybe you bring something up that you think might help or maybe you don't. But either way, there's that idea inside the head of like, oh, gosh, that's a shame that they put on that weight. Well, I realized that for me in the place that registers inside, that feels like judgment of the curvier shapes. And for me, holding that judgment is going to stop me from being able to love myself through the transition of coming into a more athletic form. I don't know if that's making any sense. It's been like the biggest brain scrambling aha for me. So I hope I'm able to articulate it in some way that shares anything valuable for anybody else. But I'm going to write these love letters and just pour out all of that gratitude and appreciation and really kind of get those love juices flowing inside. We used to do that exercise in my spiritual psychology school. I did her master's program at University of Santa Monica. Just throw that out there. It was fun. It was a lot of fun and intense. Uh, we did we did a fair bit of writing and letter writing in that program. So I think that's kind of the inspiration for this idea. And I don't know how much it'll transfer into this current work, but I suspect it'll be valuable. I know my time at the Getty was valuable, and I can feel already in the little openings of just that really balanced choice the chocolate or vanilla choice as brian said what he meant by chocolate or vanilla he explained to me was you know if somebody offers you ice cream and they give you a choice between chocolate or vanilla choice is really just choosing one not because the other one's wrong, not because there you think there's more health benefits to one than the other that makes it better. Just simply having the freedom to make either choice. And I think that's really, for me, kind of wraps up this whole journey is that idea of freedom. And if I'm coming from a place of not loving the form that I'm in now, It's not a journey of freedom. It's a journey of more self-judgment and more punishment and ultimately one that I think would leave me feeling stuck and frustrated as several attempts for lasting transformation have in the past. So I'm trying something new. Uh, It may seem a little weird and woo-woo. It certainly does to me, but fortunately I enjoy weird and woo-woo. And so that's, that's the first big issue. I feel like I've got some new traction on it now, and I just really wanted to share it uh, in case that may open up a little aha, a spark of insight for somebody else, and to sort of lay the foundation for where I'm coming from on this journey. I know we'll dive into lots of other issues together in the future, and lots of other aspects of dreams and thoughts around all of this. So that's kind of the starting point for today. 
So I'm off to go write some love letters to myself. Have a wonderful time (laughs) until we connect here again. I don't know when that's going to be. I'm keeping it a little organic to start. (laughs) Kind of don't want to take over my life with podcasting, but we'll see how it all goes. Thanks for joining in today and see you next time.